Great, welcome Jitendra for um, our Cybersphere webinar series. Uh, it's our privilege to have you on the call. Um, you have an esteemed background. Uh, we would love to hear your journey so far and, and what is it that you're up to. And we'll be also introducing our company very briefly. So uh, Jitendra, could you please share a few words about your journey so far and what is it that you're doing nowadays? Yeah, hi Pramod, good morning and good morning everyone in Team Shera. I am Jitendra Tripathi. Uh, I'm presently the Vice President and lead of the cybersecurity operations at uh, Reliance Geo. And uh, presently, uh, I, mean, I don't have to introduce Geo to you. Uh, prior to this, I have had a long career, almost uh, three decades of career in the Indian Army, where I was in the communications branch. And uh, I have an experience of uh, fielding and deploying and managing communications and information systems in the Indian Army both during peacetime and during operations. And as far as uh, education background is concerned, I have done my master's in telecommunication engineering from uh, IISC Bangalore. And I also have a, a master's in public administration, uh, may not be related to this field. And uh, I have, I'm a certified uh, CISA and a certified uh, CISO. That's a brief introduction about myself. Thank you, Jitendra. This is uh, fantastic. We are Cyber Sierra, and our company has been formed essentially to help more companies in the market to deal with cyber risk effectively. So, I mean, this comes off the background of uh, my co-founder and I, where over the past decade, we've been dealing with breaches and, um, you know, a lot of cyber risk within our respective journeys. So we found that there is a big problem that needs to be addressed. And that's why we have put together a business uh, and built a platform to help companies uh, you know, manage cyber risk and solve cyber risk, broadly speaking. Um, today's call is all about you, Ashley Jitendra. You know, we would love to understand what is the kind of cyber risk that you are seeing in the market broadly. It doesn't have to be geo-specific, but if you want to share challenges you're facing at, at geo, do feel free to share as well. That, that'll be our first question for you. Yeah, so... Uh... I would basically talk about the uh, the risk which is there in general in the market. Uh, primarily, if you see after this pandemic, almost any business which could go online, or even the part of the business could go online, people have moved on, and the online businesses have matured. But from the operations perspective, now along with that comes the risk, the cyber risk. And what I see that even most of the, even the companies which are into uh, IT enabled services and such like companies, you know, where you may find uh, people who are technologically, technologically more uh, adept, even there, the understanding of cybersecurity is very less because, you know, operations people are primarily more concerned about delivery, more concerned about uh, putting the business up, uh, delivering whatever they are responsible for. So cybersecurity always uh, takes backseat. And unless there is someone who is there to drive information security, generally it gets left out. And this is across the board. It, I mean, it is not only with the startups or the new companies. It is even with the most mature and the most uh, companies which have been there into business uh, for whatever time. Uh, that is the thing I see that uh, cybersecurity has to be you know, actually enforced. And that thing comes only when there is a sponsorship right from the top, the top board leadership. Because uh, we all understand that uh, for an operations guy, it can actually be a hindrance. I mean, he may consider it to be a hindrance or, you know, things getting delayed. So that is, that is where people have to be brought on board and they have to understand how 
cyber security is actually going to align with the operational goals and with the business goals and in the long run it is going to be good thank you for sharing jitendra you touched on some very important points especially buying from the top everybody has to at the top be clear what is cyber risk the threats it poses to the business and start being in position to address some of these threats in our experience so far what we are seeing is on the other side which is the enemy side you have organized nation states uh with high ranking you know all kinds of ranking officials uh who are uh actively preparing loads which will penetrate systems via open ports uh to teenagers who are sitting in parents homes you know just playing around and figuring out how to bring companies down and the 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 industry on the cyber threat actor side has become so organized that even ransomware is being sold as a service you know people can just go and download ransomware and and deploy it in their company's tech stack and start to extort money or exfiltrate data from uh these companies have you witnessed some of these things in in your work so far and how do you think about defending against them while when when you go about your work do you have any views around this yeah see uh, as as uh, ransomware is concerned i will just touch, touch upon it in a different manner see when the attackers uh, when they are trying to look for the targets you know initially unless there is a you know crown jewel which they are looking for which may which may be the case which you will not be aware no they are just scanning the entire net and wherever they find uh, the weak spots they they try to get into it now this can be mostly with the with the companies who are not concentrating towards cyber security it can be towards the startups you know where the focus is uh, to get the business running and uh, the cyber security takes the least priority now once once they get into it uh, with the startups particularly you know there can be you know most of the innovations are happening with the startups there can be issue of the intellectual property you may be having very crucial customer data which is there which can be you know which the attackers can get hold of and then uh, uh, they can actually uh, sell it as you said you know ransomware as a service ransomware is a different issue they are even selling the customer data of uh, of companies so what actually is is required i have come across a number of uh, cases where this kind of things have happened so and how exactly to go about it uh, defending it is uh, i mean it is a whole ecosystem we have to put in place uh, i i mean you have to start uh, every company has to start assessing its its risk first you know you it has to be you possibly cannot uh, protect anything and everything the the budget is always less when you it comes to uh, cyber security right so you need to identify your risks do a risk analysis see what are the threats uh, which are there uh, how likely they are likely to happen and how they are going to impact your business if it strikes and based on that you have to uh, put your uh, controls in place so that uh, this kind of thing can be avoided now there are a number of steps which as we go forward we can keep talking about as to how we can go about securing the business thank you jitendra there is a part here you mentioned which is ecosystem i like to build on that um, no one person can solve cyber risk by themselves each company has limited budget limited resources even if you put a team and sizable budget around this as i'm sure you're doing a geo is difficult to completely manage uh, cyber risk and solve for it right this ecosystem approach that you mentioned uh, can you share more about your thoughts around this are you referring to a regulatory environment being uh, supportive of companies uh, you know managing their security posture data information security policies yes possibly? yes so what i am talking about is uh, 
see if cyber security is not your core business you know as a business you would like to concentrate on whatever is a core activity but then cyber security has to be done so that part you can outsource to a company which provides managed security services right but a word of caution there that you can only outsource the activity the responsibility and the accountability still remains with you right so in your organization firstly you know right from the uh, top leadership downwards you have to nominate someone who takes responsibility for cyber security and who is held accountable for it uh, in a bigger companies you may have ceos in smaller companies and uh, you know it can be one of the directors or somebody who is made responsible for it you know so that at least you know when your brainstorming is happening cyber security is there at the back of it you know he at least if nobody else he prioritizes cyber security and he 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 i mean he becomes the sponsor for cyber security having done that having thought about it then you can decide how exactly you want to go about securing your business the best way would be you know uh, firstly whatever business is there in case you can move to the cloud there is nothing like it because cloud providers themselves by default they provide uh, some kind of a uh, cyber security and if you buy their uh, security services uh, they can even secure even more and then thereafter you can have an mss provider who can work along with you on the cloud to secure your business what about um you know your vendors so for your own for, for the business itself you you highlighted a couple of ways that you can secure the crown jewels and, uh, and grow the security posture now there's a whole set of companies that are serving the enterprise right which is your business this is a long tail of supply chain uh, risk essentially where they might be managing your data they might be a consultant deployed on your premise or it could be a company that is providing a service to you like an analytics tool and if they get breach and they're holding your customers information you are the data custodian and so you'll be held liable you mentioned liable and accountable right so yes. how do you how do you solve for supply chain risk see whenever you are having whenever your data is going out of your own premises or out of your own systems it has to be you know there has to be a proper accountability with the third party vendor when you are dealing firstly you have to see what kind of data you are sharing you know it has to be need based so generally you know when it is basically when you do any api integrations generally the tendency is that you may be may be having a set of data with you. and for some purpose that data is required to be shared with the third party generally the tendency is to uh, send the entire data and then that extract whatever is required but the data is lying with the vendor uh, the complete data what you should do is what is the minimum data which can which can suffice for the role which you have assigned or the or the task which you have assigned to the third party vendor share only that much you know just need based data sharing should be there and then obviously you have to audit the the service provider as to how exactly he is uh, securing the data whether data at rest or data in transit and there should be your pi data or the sensitive data firstly there should not be a risk of any uh, data getting lost and in the worst case even if it gets compromised how exactly your customer data is available to the i mean if it is actually secured and and uh, encrypted kept encrypted the loss may not be uh, the impact may not be that much so obviously you have to audit uh, and the the vendor has to demonstrate that he is able to keep the data secure because ultimately it boils down to the brand 
of the company which has outsourced that data, right? Yes, absolutely. This word audit that you used, it's an audit that you are doing on the company or do you want to see some kind of certification that the company has, for example, ISO? Yeah, see, it can happen. You may have your own internal auditors who can audit it, but uh, if there are far too many uh, third-party vendors, it may not be possible to audit all of them. Then uh, they can always uh, uh, share a, a I mean, demonstrate that they have been audited by authorized auditors and that should suffice. Got it. And what about your own uh, enterprise? So do you run your own audits? Do you engage third-party auditors? What yeah, is your preference? See, see, so for, for, uh, like any other big business, you know, you have to have your internal audits and you have to have external audits. So we, we have, we follow that. So, you know, Jitendra, this is very, uh, it's very good what you're sharing because you're very closely following best practices, right? Um, what we are seeing from our point of view is that in certain economies, when regulation is strong, companies tend to behave uh, a lot more differently when, uh, as compared to economies where regulation may not be very strong. So in India, I think for cybersecurity, the, the climate is becoming stronger, but it's not as strong as say how it is in the US or it is in Singapore, right? Uh, within this climate, if you're working with a large set of vendors uh, who, who may not necessarily take cybersecurity uh, very seriously, because rightly they are focusing on their business, they are focusing on going to market, they're trying to earn more revenue. How do you manage these guys, right? You do, do you subject them to a to a, a different uh, threshold? Um, do you do you look at them differently? So, so as I told you, you know, we 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 would like that that particular business should have some kind of a certification. Like you said, you know, I mean, we, we may not be having frameworks uh, in India, you know, but there are international frameworks available. Generally, people follow the NIST framework or the ISO framework, whichever. You know, some framework they have to follow and they have to demonstrate that they have been audited for the cybersecurity and they are able to uh, demonstrate that uh, they are secure enough and we can do business. Got it. Thank you for sharing. I want to switch gears also to uh, within the enterprise. One of the most common reasons why enterprises get compromised is because somebody clicks a bad link, right? They get fished. Um, how do you look at that risk from from your CISO hat perspective, and how do you how do you try to like make that as close to zero as possible? See, uh, the basic thing is firstly is this kind of thing, phishing thing, as to you can put as many uh, technical controls as possible. Uh, but if people have to click, they will click. So best thing is to make them aware, right? So cybersecurity awareness for all the employees, uh, whether they are with in the organization with whatever they are dealing you know ultimately anybody who is accessing uh, your systems whether for personal use or any any manner they have to go through this uh, cyber security uh, we we you know conduct some kind of quizzes every every year and people have to be aware so cyber security awareness programs are there which are run and uh, that is how the employees are made aware, aware what are the kind of risks which can be there and what precautions do they have to take in their personal capacities like you know do not uh, click on any do not open any unsolicited mail do not click on any link if you find that there is something somebody some kind of a mail which has come to you which is uh, suspect you please inform the the cert our own cert internal cert so that we can act on it and we can accordingly take permissions and then besides that uh, the basic cybersecurity controls which are there for spam filtering and other things, uh, uh, those are obviously definitely there. Any kind of suspicious links, 
those are definitely put in place so this is proactive you are being proactive about uh, yes, yes 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 we have to yeah. how about the reactive side let's say somebody clicks a bad link uh data starts getting compromised what can we do uh, to be in a position to recover quickly from there uh generally you know there are controls are such that we have not compromised even if somebody has clicked you know uh, we have got a con- we have controls in place that we we get alerted and uh, the, the data actually gets blocked but we still get alerted got it. we have got very we have got uh, very very uh, strict policies you know like only the whitelisted domains can be accessed through the proxies anything else gets blocked so once you get a hit on the proxy that a malicious domain or something which has got hit we investigate it can be uh, through this kind of a click which has happened or it may be you know somebody trying to visit and in order to yes click that kind that link so we come to know investigate we have put systems in place that even if someone clicks a link by mistake uh, the data doesn't get doesn't go out okay so this is clicking by mistake um there's also that risk in cybersecurity where it's called the disgruntled employee somebody who is not happy with how things are and they are looking to compromise the the stack from within right is there any kind of controls that you have in mind for for such a group yeah yeah see uh, the first thing you see that data leak prevention dlp uh, systems are there so i suppose somebody is there he tries to send out something uh the system will detect it someone tries to encrypt something and send it without the knowledge of his managers that will get detected uh also uh, the other controls uh, which are there inside uh, that in case someone tries to do any activity which is not supposed to do you know trying to scan the network uh, trying to fire certain things uh, through the browser which is not supposed to do so we have got like uh, whatever we detect over the internet we detect that internally as well. and uh, then we take necessary actions we investigate it and in case something is found we uh, confront that individual as to why did he do it yes. and uh, in case there is a legitimate uh, reason uh, then it is uh, closed otherwise we take suitable action so far there is for you to be able to do what you're doing you have to be empowered with a team and a set of a considerable amount of budget uh, um you know to execute on 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 the tooling that you want to put in place the kind of uh, processes you want to invest in the kind of policies you want to build out we are very keen to understand how do you think about building a team a cyber team right there's a there's an aspect which is building a cyber team for a big org uh, but if you have a view for building a cyber team broadly speaking uh, you know do feel free to share as well yeah, all right so uh, it will all depend uh, in case you want to have your own integral cyber team that's what exactly you want to know that's right yes yeah so uh, firstly you have to understand uh, what are the various functions within the cyber security which are there now based on that you have to uh, you know uh, get your team up so, like broadly you know i would uh, say there are five six functions which uh, off hand i can recall maybe i miss out on a couple of them firstly you it has to be you know uh, the audit and compliance the so, compliance is the first right there has to be a team which which will be looking at the compliance issues and the audit issues then there would be a team which will be doing the uh, vulnerability management and vulnerability assessment right and uh, then obviously uh, there will be in case uh, you are doing your own application security assessments then there will be an application security team which will do the assessment of the applications and uh, from the coding point of view and also of the architecture 
So if it is a larger business, you can have an architecture security and uh, and a separate application security. Then finally, you have your uh, security operations center, which uh, after all the controls have been put in place, you need to have people to keep monitoring the environment and uh, detect uh, in case there is anything uh, malicious happening and take suitable actions. So these are about four or five functions which are there. Keeping that in mind, you will have to get your team up and running. Now it will depend what is the size of the business, what is the size of the team. Uh, uh, in case it is uh, a bigger business, you will have a separate vertical for each of these. In case it's a small team, a small business, maybe one uh, person can don multiple hats within this. So basically, you have to organize your uh, cybersecurity team on these lines. This is from the resource perspective, I mean, human resource perspective. Uh, if we want to talk about the, uh, uh, the technical controls, uh, putting up an SIM and integration of the log sources, that also we can talk about in case. Yes, Jitendra. Want to talk about that? Just before that, want to talk about you have you have highlighted functions that we need to have in place, which is very important. And I think our audience will really benefit from from your clarity of thought here. Um, how do you then empower this team to 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 go about being successful? And you know, most folks actually view cyber as uh, you are going to stop me from doing my work, right? That's uh, that's what the, some of the some of the other folks think. So how do we make it such that you fit into the process like? Sugar fits into water, right? But it it, it makes the water sweet. Yeah, job yeah, done. Yes. So as I told you initially, you know, it has to be the buy-in has to be from the top leadership. There can be, a, you know, a committee, whatever you you may like to call it, uh, which sponsors the cybersecurity thing, and uh, you put your cybersecurity policies in place. That is the first thing. And once those policies are approved by the leadership team and uh, or there can be a cybersecurity forum, what uh, different names, uh, different companies give it. And uh, once those cybersecurity policies are approved, uh, thereafter, uh, everyone in the in the organization knows uh, what is uh, what is he expected to do. I mean, it will list out what exactly is to be done to secure the business and uh, what are the processes involved and whose uh, ownership is it to do various functions. So first thing is to put a cybersecurity policies in place and which has the approval of authority uh, from the uh, the leadership okay anything else yeah and and then obviously uh, the who say i mean the your the ciso who is there who is going to get it implemented has to you know coordinate with his uh, peers with the other leaders and uh, make sure that this program he has to have a cybersecurity program and he sees that this program is actually aligned is with the with the business goals Right. So you have to, as I said, you know, it is when I say it is risk-based analysis, you have to first identify what are your important business processes. Then what are your IT processes which are supporting these businesses, business processes? And for that, how exactly the cybersecurity is going to get aligned. So ultimately, so that whatever you do, it is ultimately supporting your business processes and hence the business code. So that is how people will understand that uh, cybersecurity is actually helping them out and it is not a obstruction, not a hint. Thank you for sharing. I think this is a great uh, you know, intro for folks to get started and start building up on this, right? Uh, Jitendra, you have also spent a considerable amount of time in the armed forces in India. Um, we are seeing a development globally where, for example, in Singapore, 
it is setting up a separate service, which is called uh, the Digital and Intelligence Service, which is to handle cyber risk. And this service is going to sit equally alongside the Army, Navy, and the Air Force. And uh, our Defense Minister, Ang Eng Han, has said in Parliament that our future Chief of Defense Force can come from this service, which is a Digital and Intelligence Service. This is a possibility, right? So much importance is being given to cyber risk from a government context, uh, from a country uh, context. Uh, just wanted to understand your point of view in two areas. One is, do you see governments globally becoming a lot more serious uh, about cyber risk? And do you, what, what is the impact do you feel that is going to be on the private sector? Mm, yeah. So if you see, uh, since we have got the... Uh, the defense, the defense of the nation in picture. See, ultimately, see uh, what used to happen. See, uh, whatever uh, the wars which were fought in, in the past for things, you know, which which are scarce. You know, it was either it was uh, initially it was agrarian society. It used to be for you know for the for land. You know, we have also seen certain wars which have happened for water, right? If you see Shatil Arab between Iran and Iraq and such like things are there. So now today, uh, I mean, I will just instead of uh, today, uh, if you see uh, what is important, it is the information which is the which is the most important, right? So the future wars are going to be fought for securing information, and they will also be fought with information weapons. Now, once that happens, it is not going to differentiate between uh, the military and the civil and the public or the private, you know. If it is if it is internet, uh, if if a nation state, if your adversary is attacking, uh, he may not be able to get to the military networks uh, directly because there was those networks may be you know air gap. Yes. But uh, but the nation as such, I mean, you don't have to wage a war on the uh, or you have to don't have to bring down the military networks. Imagine your uh, the national networks which are there, uh, simple like your transportation networks, your airlines, your railways. Um, your uh, power systems, uh, these these could be by both public or private. Now suppose this kind of networks are brought down, it is going to be, you know create mayhem in the country. The the governments can be brought down because of this. So that is why you know uh, today when you are when you are talking of the national defense, it is and we are talking about the uh, defense of the national critical information infrastructure it includes everything and you know and in, in countries and even in uh, india you must have read about it that we have got uh, organizations which are there which uh, earmark uh, various sectors as uh, national critical information infrastructure and they may be public they may be private and they need to be secure the telecom uh, the power sector uh, the transportation sector all these need to be secured and defending, and once uh, an attack happens, that is why you know the uh, the complete. I'll again say there is a complete ecosystem in place. People have to collaborate. An attack coming on one uh, one organization, it has to quickly flow to the others that this kind of an attack is coming, and people can start taking uh, actions. So that kind of a coordination is required. That is why we have the national cybersecurity coordinator in place. Yes. Uh, right. Then there's a, there, there there could be sector specific coordinators who are there. So obviously it has to it has to play out in that manner. Thank you for sharing, Jitendra. Uh, you know, it's also the first time in in our careers where we are seeing that 
nation states target not just other nation states or countries, but they go after the private sector as well. So if a company is, it may not be telecom in the banking sector or healthcare sector, it might be just developing some uh, crucial IP um, or you know, there are people in there who are important folks. Uh, we see them getting targeted as well. So it, does, it definitely does boil down to your, to your response, which is it's all encompassing the ecosystem approach where there's a strong partnership between the military and the private sector uh, to handle cyber risk. We feel that the ecosystem is is early and it's still, you know, things are coming into place, but it's it's coming into place slowly. While we have an adversary on the other side that is rather organized and able to launch attacks, you know, quite concurrently, quite simultaneously. They can even coordinate across borders as well. Um, do you have any any thoughts around how companies can grow their security posture quickly in this in these current times, in the current climate that we're we're in? Any advice for us? See, I'll tell you, you don't have to do things differently, right? You, uh, any company, uh, keep doing the things the way you are supposed to do. The, you have to do your basics, right? The way you are required to secure your business, secure it. Only thing is information sharing should happen. Now that information, which is there in case any kind of an attack which has come, any kind of a targeted attack, any kind of a malware, ransomware, you know, the IOCs uh, which are there, that needs to be shared. So the uh, the government has to have uh, an agency, a single point uh, where you know people can share their uh, this kind of information. And and when uh, when everyone shares, uh, that that agency will have information from everybody, and then it shares it back to everyone else. Like the, like these are the IOCs which are seen in, in the networks, and please guard against it and put the controls in place. Either you have to block it or you have to detect it. So that kind of thing has to happen. So what I feel that businesses don't have to do anything differently. Only thing is uh, they have to be forthcoming in uh, sharing the information with the government and nation, but in whatever manner it is sought. Thank you, Jitendra. This is this is good to know, and I think our audience will benefit from the past. Uh, you know, couple of couple of questions that we have been asking. Um, we'd like to take a pause. We are reaching the end of our podcast. Uh, one of the final questions that I have for you is: If you had a magic wand and you could wave it and get what you wanted in the world of cyber, what would you wish for? For for it can be for enterprise, it can be for uh, companies, big or small. What would you wish for? In you know, excluding budget, everybody would love to have more budget. Well. Uh... Magic wand, uh, you know, there is there is no magic wand as far as cybersecurity is concerned. I mean, even if I come to that, uh, long time back we heard, you know, the most secure system is that you put your uh, you switch off your your system and uh, you know put it in a box, safe, tie it in a something, and throw it in the deepest gorge in the ocean, and that is how your system can remain safe. Otherwise, it is all cat and mouse game. Uh, cybersecurity, you have to do, keep doing it continuously. But yes, if it is, there is one thing which you want, uh, which should be done, is that people should be made aware of cybersecurity. That means everybody and anybody in the organization should take cybersecurity very, very seriously. So to that extent, extent it is a shared responsibility. However, when it comes to accountability, every company should nominate a person to take ownership. Because as far as ownership or accountability is concerned, anything which is a shared responsibility, you can safely assume that it is nobody's responsibility. 
there has to be a person who is responsible and in general you make people aware so cyber security awareness and training in general is the biggest thing which you can one can do it that itself will reduce the risk by uh, i don't i mean if you have to quantify more than half very well noted everyone should take responsibility everyone everyone should be made aware uh but there should at least be one person or one team in the org that is accountable right yeah. thank you very much jitendra with that you know we have come to the end of our podcast and uh, we really appreciate the time that you have shared with us the precious time that you have shared with us today thank you so much jitendra thank you thank you so much